You are listening to Medium the Madams. This is Amory Sky and Kiana. Got a lot in your mind and we can talk about it. Got a lot going on and we can talk about it. If you're looking for grooves, we want to talk about it. If you're looking for food, we want to talk about it. I good news, I want to talk about it. Hey, hey. I'm going to get a light and you can shine on it. I'm going to get a light and you can shine on it. Hello, beloved. Welcome to 2022 and happy Black History Month. I hope you all had a great holiday season and a good start to the new year. Had to take a little hiatus because we all know January is a throwaway month. Um, but starting off with love month, we are going to talk about love today um, in different forms as far as agape love, romantic love, self-love, which is most important. In a conversation with Kiana, who will be a co-host uh, several times in the future. And we're going to start off today with a gentle reminder from Alexandra L's new book, After the Rain. I deserve to see myself in the same warm glow that I see others. My light is abundant. My joy is important. And I deserve to take up space. Let's go. February is love month. And so I wanted us to talk about self-love. Making sure that you give yourself love and grace in your professional life. As well as how to love your family and friends around you. Again, extending yourself grace in the process because the <laughs> pandemic has showed us over the past few years that we have to show ourselves grace or we're going to go crazy. So what is love, love to it. you? Love to me. Love to me can be many things. I think there are different types of love. I think there is at the moment in the season that I'm in my life, my spiritual health is very, very important to me. So loving the source, loving God, being able to get up every morning and talk to God first, it's very important to me, is a very part, very big part of my self-care. And I'm a very busy, busy bee in the season. So I started to show myself that I love myself by giving an hour a day of self-care. So the other day I actually went and I, I should have brought it. It's actually outside, but I just took a moment and made a fresh pot of succulents. A nice, you know, just took a moment, took an hour. I went outside. It was a pretty day. I unplugged my devices and I took a bunch of succulents, some aloe vera plants, some um, other succulents. I'm going to show you, but this is a waste of energy, but it's beautiful. It just looks like a little Zen pot. And just that hour of taking out my busy day for myself showed myself how much I love myself because we're so busy and putting everyone in front of us. So you have your spiritual love, you have your self-love. Of course, you have eros, which is love. And it's a love, but it's a love of lust. It is sexual. It is sometimes hypersexual. And it is a type of love. I've had many relationships with that, especially in my 20s. But that is valuable, too, because Eros love is it teaches you the difference between, I guess you can call it puppy love, and grown folks love, which is very close to agape, which is God's love. It's very hard to get to agape because it comes from God, but that is the ultimate goal in, in my adult life as a married woman is to get 
is close to my love that I have in my marriage, get that as close to the love I have for God. It's very important. So people just throw that word around as if it doesn't have any weight. It's very powerful. You can't just tell everybody you love them. It's not always true. I totally agree. Self-love is important and God be love. And I think that making sure that you understand that you deserve a God be love is something that is important. And I know but in my season, I definitely have felt that way. I was like, God, I don't know if I just, this is an overflow that I was unprepared for. And I'm not sure, do I really deserve all this right now? There's a lot. But trying to make sure, again, that goes back to self-love. I love myself enough that I know that God creates overflow. Mm-hmm. And you deserve everything that God gives you. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good point. I was speaking with a friend the other day and she used a word I haven't heard in, in a while. She said, I feel overwhelmed. And I thought about that. Overwhelming can be good or can be bad. And so when just when discussing with discussion with love, when we're talking about love, and you said just now you can go into a space and people just throwing our love around, that doesn't feel insincere. It doesn't feel sincere, and it, it feels like a uh, fakeness. And you can be overwhelmed with that feeling too. O- overwhelmed with feeling like you're surrounded by, you know, just fake love. So, um, but you're right. God wants us to ourselves to know we are worthy of God's love um, and not be overwhelmed by it. I think when we don't feel worthy, and I've been there many times in my life, and someone shows us truly that they love us, then we can feel overwhelmed. Like, oh my goodness, not only did I not think I even deserve the standard amount of love, but you're giving me more than enough. <laughs> so what do I do with it? Um, so, June 2020, I pressed like reset. I was like, God, I need you to figure this out because I'm I'm lost. I can't do this. And so, um, you know my story, of course. But just trying to figure out what that meant. And then in 2021, putting on my like vision board, I put hearts in the background of my entire vision board. Mm-hmm. And that was like what, like mm-hmm. making sure to love, for me to receive love in every form. And I put like increasing my spirituality, which I had really done, but increasing it more. But be open to allowing others to love me in mm-hmm. um, friendships and possibly romantic, uh, which came true mm-hmm. in both forms, um, mm-hmm. especially in the process of me deciding or listening to God to come back to school. I think that I was able to embrace everybody around me and embrace what they had to offer. So that was important. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But then you were saying Eros love. Oh my gosh. I think that was definitely the love of like college and in my twenties. And then because lust, <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh, it? it's a phase yeah. you go through and you just like, yeah. oh my gosh. It can feel overwhelming, right? Very much so. But it, it encompasses yeah. your thoughts and stuff, especially when you're not it's, yeah. in the space in the space to articulate how you feel, you just feel a list mm-hmm. and you don't even realize it until sometime you talk it out with someone else who's past that phase in their life. And they're like, mm-hmm. you're just lusting over mm-hmm. that person. It's not real. Um. <laughs> we don't really know what it is until we on the other side of it. It didn't take a while to get there. Mm-hmm. 
you can tell me I wasn't in love, like real love. Like I, I just knew I was going to marry, you know, that Eros love. And I'm glad I didn't because that Eros love, that lust love, it burns. It's got like, whew, it doesn't even have a half-life of real love. It goes, but it is <laughs> very fast. It, that candle burns out fast. It doesn't have a lot um, of uh, longevity. That's what I'm looking for in the relationship. You know, so. Okay. So as a married Eros woman. is very deceptive. Okay, so how moving from a single woman to married woman, how did you realize like that your husband was the one for you and that it wasn't just Eros love anymore? Ooh, I had to have my I had to have my heart broken to a million itsy bitsy microscopic pieces. And then I had to let Agape love put that all back together. And that's when I really leaned into my spiritual life, my spiritual love life with God. And then, because part of the healing was saying, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know who to pick. Man, my picker is broken, for real. That People say that, but it's really... Mm. So I just asked God, since you love me for real, could you show me who he, who he is? Or at least when you send him to me, could you tell me that's the one, please? And so when I did that and I trusted what I was shown, then I got I got the lust, too. When I, my husband got the eros love, too. It's just that when the eros love with, with the person you're supposed to be with, it's a slow burn. And it doesn't really burn out if you are doing what you're supposed to do in the relationship. But we got the lust. That's part of, of the marital partnership love. You know, it's in the beginning. Every once in a while, <laughs> we can relight that little flame and turn that eros love right back on. If you know what you're doing. <laughs> you're hilarious that's a whole other podcast it, that is another episode <laughs> that we will probably end up doing every time we experience a type of love that we usually need to help create our own identity in a relationship to be honest with you mm-hmm. the bad experiences and the good experiences help us to form a better um opinion about ourselves in love and about who we want to be in love with but once you get those pieces together and the pain is required unfortunately um then you can make a better decision like an informed decision and if you get in your spiritual life with god whatever it is it's not for everyone can't practice their spiritual life the same way god didn't make us all the same but he talks to us different ways. But once you get into that spiritual life with God, then you can surrender and say, okay, God, you and I, you know, we cool. We talk every day, you know, my bestie. Can you pick one, please? Because I trust you now. Okay? That's all. <laughs> no, that's that's real. And then relying on God to, like, direct you. And this goes for... Mm-hmm. Um, when you're looking for a partner, when you are looking for a direction of like the people around you mm-hmm. and your direction with your um, professional life, which mm-hmm. you had to teach me about that to a whole nother level of sometimes like you said, getting your heart broken, even in your professional life of like, mm-hmm. this is my passion and somebody, I can't believe somebody did this to me. 
and mm-hmm. all the love I showed them through my profession. But now it's time to move on. But God, you need to show me what else is for me. So I made the right decision. Mm. Yeah, that's the truth right there. It's the truth. Because we have to feel uh, loved and appreciated in our careers, too. Especially if your profession is, is part of your passion. Mm-hmm. And like someone can break your heart romantically, they can break your heart professionally. And it can be just as painful. So for the same reasons, they're using you a lot of times. Yes. Um, and uh, and we just don't, we're just so in love with what we're doing with them professionally that we just don't want to see it. I've been there. And being an entrepreneur, someone that gets to pick and choose who I work with, I've had to break up with some clients. Just like I would have an ex-boyfriend sometime. Hey. What we agreed to do in this business relationship, you're not pulling up your end of the agreement. And it's been a long time and I've seen enough to know that this is going to work. I actually just told a client about two weeks ago and I said, hey, because it's not always about the money. It's all sometimes it's about the mutual respect and integrity and what are we doing together? Are we building something? Or are, am I building and, you know, if it's your, if I'm helping a business to grow their business, it's very easy for that to turn into me being, um, making exactly decisions of my client's business instead of being on their staff. And so I had to tell my client, a contract is not mutually beneficial to our companies in a very nice way. I had to, uh, not break up with her, but let her know. I still want to work with you. You're an excellent person. Your business is excellent. Excellent business model. However, I cannot commit to a contract with you. Yeah. Doesn't that sound like we're dating? I'm not ready for a monogamous relationship with you, but we can go out and kick it here and there. I basically switched that over to business language. I cannot commit to you, but when you want to get together for a project, give me a call. I definitely did that before mm-hmm. when I was burned out like two and a half years mm-hmm. ago I'm like I can't commit to another contract but if you need me mm-hmm. in a virtual space I definitely can do that I just can't show up in person anymore this is too toxic for me and I refuse to loathe Monday mornings because that's like horrible mm-hmm. I had to go through that season Mm-hmm. The season was graceful to me in so many different aspects. And now I'm in a new season. You get to okay. a certain level in your career, because I think it's too many people I know who's find, who've shifted from the job or career path path since um, right after undergrad. And so now they're like, it's been a decade. I don't know what I'm doing, but I mm-hmm. know I can't work the same that I used to. I know it has to be some type of balance for my own sanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is very important. You know what I learned um, about, 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 I said the pande- pandemic taught me this. You know what happened? The reason why you said I'm burnt out and I can't do what I used to do. And I have a decade from this, you know, this education and this, in this career, your price went up, your time became more valuable and that's self-love. And you had to make, create a boundary that says, hey, I value my time 
more than before. I have more experience and I can't commit. I can't be with you day in and day out like that. Like, first of all, if you need to raise with the price with my, the value of my time experience, because I'm not going to, I literally am, I'm out. I'm burnt out. I'm, I'm out of gas. I can't keep going, 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 you know, I'm not a kid anymore. And there's value in not being a kid anymore, not being, is value in being experienced with different types of love. Because then you start to realize your worth, you're worthy of love, like you said earlier, and the value of your love. You think I would, if I would, if this is romantic, if I was single and we were talking about romantic love, you think where I'm at right now, okay, an ageless African-American beauty over 30. Yes. Say no, because my value has increased with time. I haven't experienced now. So no, you can't just take me to McDonald's. You know? <laughs> it's not going to work. We can't just kick it. And that's that's how I felt like with business love too. No, uh, I don't need exposure in my career. <laughs> you know, and I don't need that. I need retaining contracts with people who can commit to the value of my experience. This sense of like dating in this period of my life my family member told me that they were like you require a lot basically i was like because i don't go to mcdonald's and stuff we go to chick-fil-a it's like it's just the last minute we just need some food but no i do require more than that and the person that i'm dating is a full adult man and he doesn't like that either that's just not like a go-to i require more for myself when i take my own self on a date so why would i not require the same expectation of somebody i'm actually dating thank you for a date period because that no in my 20s that was one thing some people were surprised like this is why i expect to go i'm mm -hmm. not doing anything else unless we're just doing an ice cream date just say that or we're doing a starbucks just say that if you if your coins aren't together that okay otherwise too. i'm going to need you if you want more from me i'm gonna need you to spend us dollars and dinero <laughs> to a certain level because you would do that for yourself anyway yes that's why that's why you know when i was in my 20s and um early 30s i for me i was the misconception that it was rude or wrong or haughty or arrogant to require a man to have his uh, coins together. But now I realize that I'm an ageless African-American beauty over 30, that that wasn't rude. I was simply setting the standard I have for myself. Now, sometimes I get it. You know, some people have to restart their lives over and over again. They have to start from the bottom over and over again. That's part of their journey. And now everyone has their coins together at all times. Because life, I get that. But don't go and ask, you know, a person who you clearly know from head to toe looking at her, can you take her to McDonald's? Now you know, good well. That Louis Vuitton bag does not want to roll up in McDonald's. But I don't have the mind of a man to know how they think. But I know a mind of a woman. Usually, a, one, a woman of, of my team usually doesn't think like that. And Kiana is definitely the one to tell you to set your expectations high. And when a man is ready, he will show you he's ready and only do certain things. But we're the same people who 
have a, a girl's day out from everything from this eating hummus to sitting on rooftops, looking at skyline views and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, it's just treat yourself. Don't wait around for anyone else to treat you the way you want to be treated. Love yourself. That's that self-love. And, and I do believe that when you love yourself, not only are you showing yourself, because love, it really is action. You're showing yourself you love yourself, but you're showing God, I'm ready to receive. And, and everyone you meet, like when we go have our rooftop time uh, or our brunch time or whatever, if someone approaches, you think someone's going to approach us crazy? And, and if they were sitting there having our mimosas and, you know, serving the children fashion that day, why? You know, why? So we're, we're showing everyone else this is our standard, you know? And I don't think there's anything wrong with showing a man what your standard is because if you're going to approach me as a traditional man, you need to be prepared to take care of me as a traditional woman, even though I can take care of myself. You can cash at me about that one. It's what you demand is what you get yeah. back. And, and yeah. I, I say, ask God, ask God for what you what you want in your heart's desire and start giving it to yourself too, if you can. Yes. So and that way are, you won't be waiting around for somebody else to do it. And then when it happens, it's like, oh, that's, that's icing. That's extra, you know? And like I said, I think that's the same. When you know what you deserve for yourself, you are able to require that in your, from family, friendships, a romantic mm -hmm. partner, and also in, um, with your professional life, whether you're an entrepreneur like yourself, like, like I'm not going to sign that contract because them dollars and cents do not make sense. Doesn't or <laughs> if you're looking in a corporate job, and like, again, dollars and cents and the benefits do not make sense and are going to compromise my well-being too much. Yeah. And, and you know what? I want to make bring a point up. Every love does not deserve your commitment. And Explain. I think... Well, just because someone gives you, shows you love for a week doesn't mean you commit to them for a lifetime. No matter what they do, then, you know, it's like I, I wasn't, I've been in relationships where um, I was hanging on to how I was treated in that first couple weeks of the relationship. And then three years later or a year later, the treatment has severely declined. And I'm like, no, I'm in it. I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay in this relationship because I remember that time. No, <laughs> no, I overly committed myself. And then that was just a small little season. I should have been, I should have left that back three years ago, two years ago, learn the lesson and move on. You know, it's not, and it's also not fair to expect someone who may just be experiencing eros with me to can expect um, a lifetime or agape out of me. Out of, out of them. That's not fair. What do you think about that? I agree. I think that I had to get to a certain stage in my life to feel that. And to be honest, and telling somebody that I'm just, it was some Eros love and I'm not feeling this anymore. I wish you the best. So I almost like how you tell people to let people go. Is the same way I've even treated like Carissa. This is not serving me in the capacity I thought it was going to serve me in. Mm. 
and no yeah, plus i don't want to hurt i don't want to hurt you when this is not this is not serving me in the capacity, capacity that i need this to right now that so. i need this to right now okay let me just let me just take some notes let let <laughs> this does not serve me in the capacity that I need right now. Especially since the pandemic, we have these slices, the op the world's about to open back up. Mm -hmm. And I say, I'll release you back. <laughs> I'll release, I release you yeah. back. Go be free. Go be free. Cause the world's Find opening the back up. You. Cause I ain't it, I ain't it. Go out, keep fishing. Keep <laughs> yeah. fishing and it's a lot. But yeah, that's, that's wise. You know, we, we hear we want what we want to hear. I've learned that too about my past self. I, I was shown multiple times that he ain't the one or he ain't the one. But I didn't want it, I didn't want to receive that. I want to think what I wanted to think. Man, yeah. how much time? How much time did we waste? Ooh. Ooh, waste thinking what so I wanted much time. To think. Ooh, could have been on a yacht shaking my booty in a thong, but no. <laughs> but now to state that uh, a little more in a way, I could have experienced more diversity in my in my life lessons had I just moved on. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Um, I don't regret. I don't have any regrets because I love I love my season I'm in now, and I don't necessarily know if I would get there and fit into the season just right like I am now. I have more balance now that I've ever had. You can't get that balance unless you learn how to set boundaries and say no and, and say. It was just this season during the pandemic. People just wanted to talk and I get it. You're in a space of you can't go to happy hour anymore and you're not dating because you don't trust people. So you're mm -hmm. just like online talking to people on social media. And people are like, what would it be like to be flued out? I don't have the capacity to meet the expectations that you are expecting of me right now. Mm -hmm. If you do fly me to the West Coast for the week. So I'm gonna let you be my love. It, and at what cost? It's a pandemic. Is it worth my life? It's worth my life because I'm flying back and forth from one. I want to get one, flued out. <laughs> right. And I don't know you like that. And I don't know if you got COVID or what else you have in your possession that I don't want. So I'm just gonna stay right here these yeah. and chill. And then when I went through that phase of I'm not looking for nothing, yeah. All I'm working on is my profession to the next level. Mm -hmm. And the romantic love came out of nowhere. And I was like, I'm and I was honest, I was like, I'm not really looking because you know, I'm letting God use me right now. And when God is finished using me, then I'll be interested. But then the person was like, That doesn't have to stop this. And I yeah. went along with it. When I fully opened up, I allowed this person to sweep me off my feet with love. And for them Goodness. to, and they fully understood what season I was in and were going to insert themselves in whatever um, placement they needed to, to make sure they stayed. Very nice. Thank you. That was very nice. Well, when I met my husband, or when God sent him to me, that last thing, I wanted to do was fall in love and get married. I went over to my mother's house, my mother's house, to pick up something. I thought she was not there, and he was in my car with me, and my mother was there. And then she had bust out. 
he, yeah, he just thought it was hilarious because he wanted a full relationship. He wanted, we were just platonic friends. And he was like, well, just the same way that your, you know, relationship, he said, his response was, well, it doesn't mean we can't stop being friends, does it? Like, we, you gotta, you gotta throw me away because you don't want a committed relationship. And I thought about it, oh, you're right. Okay. I don't want her to think I'm trying to be in a relationship. Your mother I had has a personality. Yeah, she just kind of take does whatever she wants, and um, I just got to have a six year relationship called off an engagement with the wrong person. Why would I want to jump back into anything with anyone? And so after she talked with it, he walked. They walked around the garden, he talked about every little thing, and I was just like, oh. you know, he. She called me like later that day. Girl, he the one. Girl, he the one. I was like. Oh. I don't need to hear this right now. We're just friends. Well, you can say what you want to say, but if it comes to it, he's the one. And now we've been married almost 10 years. <laughs> so, yeah. it's a, I think it's a good thing when, when, when a woman is not looking for love. I think that's excellent. God does not care about time, nor age, nor whatever. <laughs> when it's your season, it's your season. I think it's excellent when we're not looking for love. Because we, because here we go unpopular opinion i don't think we should pursue anyone <laughs> i don't think so and in this day and age there are young ladies who are proposing to their boyfriends i don't agree with that um i just don't if you want a traditional marriage between a man and a woman it's a tradition for a reason things are in place for a reason if you really and truly want to be someone's wife to the right husband in a traditional marriage and you need to pursue a man. And that's the Mary Had the Lamb. But if you are looking for a non-traditional partnership, maybe you are gay, maybe you are trans, maybe you identify different. I respect everyone's view of themselves and how they want to receive their love. Okay? And maybe those rules are different for you. Maybe you have a whole set of guidelines. I respect that. But if you want a traditional marriage between a man and a woman, come see me. <laughs> okay. Maybe that's another podcast. <laughs> okay. No, but um Mary had a little lamb. The Southern Bell of me would never oh, let no. me and me just get on my knees and ask the man oh. to marry me. No. Mm -mm. I would never let you girl. I would never I would let sit down me. and pick you up. I would pick you. What are you doing? Speaking of this, you turn my shoe, I give you my shoe ties. Tie that shoe, get on up. Speaking <laughs> of this, someone asked me the other day, they're like, you know, you can propose if you wanted to. I said, that's not, that's a H to the no, but let me run it by my sniffing other just to see what they would say. Just since we, since we're talking fictional stuff right now, mm -hmm. they said, uh, and what were you saying? Because that's not even a topic to discuss because. You would never, the woman you are would never even think that way. So please, let's move on to something else that's really Stop playing. Stop, Stop playing. playing. Because you would never do that. I'm and, a, for the, and for a person to assume you would? No. No, son. No. This is called meeting of the madams. That is all. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you stay warm and stay safe. One love.